This episode of the TCIA podcast is brought to you by Kopma Cranes, the most competitive knuckle boom crane for the tree care industry. Unleash your full potential with Kopma for tree care. Kopma Cranes are built for heavy duty applications with the best hydraulic technology to maximize your reach and lifting capacity like never before. Kotma's tech team, together with the unique know-how of tree care professionals, has developed the ultimate top-range cranes models for grapple saw applications. Extra functions to the tip with no diverter valves are making it ready for the grapple saw. Kotma represents the edge of mechatronic innovation thanks to superior oil flow with 5 8 inch hoses directly to the grapple. A true 100% stability at 360 degrees angle with the possibility of Kotma Remote Connectivity 4.0, a unique GPRS communication for diagnosis and remote adjustment of parameters in real time. Kotma cranes have been built since the 60s with the highest grades of steel resistance and the most reliable and advanced Italian design and engineering made to outperform an intensive use in the field. Visit cpsgroup.com for more information or contact your local Kotma dealer. Samson is excited to introduce V24, the next level in premium double braided climbing lines, providing high strength and low stretch. V24 was engineered so the core and the cover work in unison, ensuring the same high quality and performance that you have come to expect from all Samson products. In addition, V24 provides excellent knot holding, foot locking, and works seamlessly with climbing hardware. Available in 11mm, 12mm, and 13mm, all sizes are CEEN 1891 certified. For more information on V24, visit samsonrope.com or contact your local supplier. Bobcat small articulated loaders fit within tight boundaries and they work beyond the limits. Their impressive lifting capabilities are housed in a machine that easily works inside fenced in landscapes, small lots and more. They're the ultimate tools for tree care professionals. A tight turning articulation joint allows precise maneuverability and a telescoping lift arm on the L28 model extends your reach to grab or dump materials in tricky areas. An automatic turf safe traction mode limits the chance of cutting into the turf while you work. The wide variety of Bobcat attachments helps you handle whatever the job dishes out, whether it's moving logs, digging, hauling dirt, or clearing snow. With Bobcat quality, comfort, and performance, this machine fits right in and rises to the challenge every time. To learn more about small articulated loaders or to check out the full Bobcat compact loader lineup, visit bobcat.com or see your local dealer. Sure. Um, I'm Tim Walsh. I'm the Davy Tree Expert Company Corporate Safety Director. I uh, actually just passed my six-year mark with Davy uh, well, a month ago now. Time is time is flying. Been in the industry about 33 years. Been extremely fortunate to have been in many different aspects of it. Uh, worked in the line utility line clearance side, the residential side. I for a couple of years was the uh, formerly NAA uh, staff arborist and then during my time at NAA it became TCIA. Uh, worked on the incoming president or sorry president-elect of the Utility Arborist Association. Uh, done a lot of work with the ISA. 
been in the Z133 committee since the 2000 revision. Again, uh, very fortunate to have been involved in many different aspects uh, of the tree care industry. And thanks for having me, Jim. Well, thanks for being on. And I just want to kind of highlight one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is you are one of a few 15-year CTSPs, um, which is, first off, a huge accomplishment itself. And I'd you know, like to congratulate you on having something, an achievement like that. That's that's huge, especially you know as we like to promote safety all across the industry. Um, I just want to ask you, what is a CTSP in your own words? Because I think here at TCIA, we can run in what a CTSP is into the ground with the actual definition, but how do you see it as somebody who's kept it up for so long? That's a great question, and thank you. It is, um, it, it is an honor to have been a part of this since the beginning. Um, I've got my 15-year my patch. The, one of them stays on my desk. Uh, I, somewhere I have the, my, my 10 and 5. Uh, I've got a couple of jackets with them on. Um, and so it's something that I'm, I'm proud of, and I'm, I'm, was, I'm very glad to have been involved with it since the beginning. Um, and for me, and I always try to define it, you know, sort of my own way. And, and one, it's kind of a, 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 a professional definition and then a personal definition. And really, uh, the Certified Tree Care Safety Professional Program, or CTSP, is our industry's first professional foray into a safety designation. There are other safety designations out there um, in different industries, but this was uh, our industry's first attempt to really you know, sort of professionalize safety within the uh, within the profession. Um, and then secondly, and, and somewhat related to that definition, is it's a way to improve the safety culture of the industry. So at an individual level, it, it helps people out. Company level, it helps people out. And the industry, it's the, you know, the rising uh, tide lifts all ships kind of philosophy. So the more people we have focused on safety, um, CTSP is the, one of the best ways to do it in the tree care profession, uh, the better we all are. Yeah, I like that. That was incredibly well said. And um, you were involved with the, you were involved with TCIA and did you help create the CTSP program as well? Um, no, so I I left uh, TCIA in 2003. I had an opportunity to go back to uh, work on my doctorate, and that um, plus working full time at TCIA just didn't didn't work out. Um, and obviously, I've stayed very well connected uh, to the organization through the years. You know, with speaking at Expo and, and writing articles, things have been very well tied to the organization since. And so the uh, CTSP was developed after I left. Uh, heard about it early um, in its development and, and wanted to be a part of it. And so when the opportunity came to be in that first class, if you will, um, I jumped at the opportunity. I just, I did not want to miss that. So I, I was not part of the creation of it. I was part of the um, the first first class. So we talk about in your, your own words, what being a CTSP actually was, but what led you to holding the designation for so long, for 15 years. I mean, that's that's a really long time and it's a lot of effort on, I, I, maybe a lot of effort's a bad term to say, but it's it's an effort on your part to keep it maintained and to gather the education and keep safety front of mind. Um, and it's, I, I can't answer that why I did it other than uh, well, when I'm stubborn. Uh, you know, when I, when I work towards something, I wanna keep it. 
I don't, I don't want to let go. And, and obviously CTSP has value to me. And so it was worth working towards. And then I, I don't think it is that difficult. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that um, later, but I, it, it was definitely worth keeping. But for me, it's sort of why, why did I get it? And why did I, you know, what do I see the value of it? And for me, you know, kind of for other people that are looking into it, earning it will improve your abilities in the industry. It'll improve your safety culture and improve your knowledge around best practices and standards and how to educate and coach other people. Um, and so, you know, going through the process helps you be a better uh, safety professional. Um, and keeping it does the same because you need to keep up on your um, CEUs and there's you know, different ways of, of managing that. So it, it forces you to stay engaged in uh, safety as part of your profession. And uh, the community, the CTSP community really helps people grow. And so um, I actually had a call about an hour ago where I do some kind of coaching, uh, mentoring with a, a, a company that they're looking to improve their safety culture. And so um, that's important to me to be able to share that with other people. And so I've learned from them, they've learned from me. And so it, it, the community kind of helps everyone grow. Um, and then I think the last sort of benefit is the, the professional pride. You know, I, I started in the industry in the eighties and a lot has changed. Um, you know, everyone knows the old adage about, you know, a chainsaw and a pickup truck used to make an arborist. Um, but as a profession, we've really grown. And I think having, a, an officially recognized certification around safety. Uh, to me, it gives me a sense of pride. And so, you know, wearing my, my now my green 15 year patch, um, I have a sense of pride in that. And I think that others do as well. And so all of those reasons why I earned it are really part of the reasons why I've maintained it. That and I'm really stuck. Well, we like that. And there's so many ways I wanna go off of everything you just said, but I think the first one, um, will be the the education requirements and stuff like that. So for people who aren't a CTSP, what is the CEU requirement like? And, um, you know, from our end of things, we've heard all over the spectrum, some people find it difficult to earn CEUs, some people find it incredibly easy. I don't say, what do you think? But like, how do you go about earning CEUs to keep up this? It, um, and I, I think that in the beginning, people struggled with this because it was a different process. Um, you know, other um, industry designation certifications, you go to an event and you sign your name on a piece of paper and you put your number and then that's recorded and then you're done. And so then you need X number over whatever the time frame is, you pay your fee or you're renewed. And so CTSP is more than just um, absorbing knowledge. It's doing something with that knowledge. It's having the ability to take information and develop it into a training uh, format and then actually train people with it. And so that, because of that process, you couldn't just sign your name on a sheet of paper. Um, so there is the, the component of it where you do need to gain knowledge to maintain your, your uh, certification, uh, but you also have to create the training program. So you have to document that, and then you have to present or train people and need to document that. And so it took a little bit of, um, time for people to adapt to that. But now with the updated form that TCIA has created, that it just, it makes it easier. It lays out for people what exactly they need to do, how many of each type of uh, CEU do you need to get? Um, and, it, and it provides you a format to do it. So it really isn't that hard now. Um, and I say that, I guess that's sort of easy for me to say because I've been doing it for 15 years. 
Um, but one of the things that we've done at Davy and, and others have done as well is we've built a support system within our organization. So we have a, it's like a social media, internal social media site. It's not really social media, but if you're a CTSB at Davy, you can join and people share ideas and, and how they do things. Um, we also share uh, the document from TCA that uh, allows people to update and maintain their CEU. So we make it easy for Davy employees to maintain it. Uh, additionally, and again, like other companies that do this, um, we, we provide CEU opportunities throughout our training program. So we do a weekly uh, safety tailgate, and you can get uh, some CEU credits for that, as well as a lot of our uh, in-person training programs or now virtual training programs because of uh, Covidian times. So we've, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for people recognizing that it's different than other certification um, maintenance, but it really isn't that hard. As long as you understand what you have to do, and this is crucial, don't wait until two years and 11 months and try to scramble to get all your documentation. So we also encourage people, the moment you get your CTSP, start documenting that stuff and submit it every, at least every year. So you're not scrambling and you're calling Irina begging for an extension because you lost you know, your dog eat your homework kind of thing. No, that's, that's awesome. I really like how you summed everything up there um, and made the process seem a lot more approachable than it's kind of daunting when you look at it online, you know, and you start to see the requirements and then you start to see that there's an upkeep requirement. It becomes really hard to think, well, when I'm working, when am I going to find the time to keep this up? But you kind of hit it on the head where if you are safety conscious and your company you're working for is safety conscious, opportunities will be popping up. Exactly. And, and you just, you have to be able to, you have to want to work a little bit. And it's, this isn't something that um, it's not a one and done. You know, the, the goal isn't to, get the patch and that's it, It's that's the beginning. Um, like one of my uh, one of my martial arts instructors, uh, when I received my, my black belt, there's a bunch of us that, you know, we were pretty arrogant, like, hey, we're black belts now. Um, and he just smiled and said, okay, so now you know a little bit about everything in, the, uh, in this discipline, in this art. He said, now you need to start perfecting it. And so now you have to acknowledge that you know nothing and you have to start over. It was kind of a humbling moment. You know, here we were, we thought we worked years for this black belt. And then he just told us that we were nothing. Um, and with CTSP, getting it isn't the important piece. It's what you do with it. It's maintaining it and what you do with it. And really that's the value of it as part of the cultural piece is, you know, my, you know, a company sends somebody to get, uh, to go through the training and maintain it. But the value is, what do you do with that information? Do I bring it back? Am I coaching my fellow employees? Am I trying to improve training processes? It's all of those things. Yeah, I like that. And the team aspect of, I guess, CTSP and the group aspect of CTSP, um, what is that like? Because I know that the CTSP Facebook page is very active with people from all different backgrounds, with all different opinions on various topics, but you guys all come together, um, you know, to further safety. Do you find it easier to have this community helping you out? I do. Um, and there's a couple of things that I do. One is that uh, whenever I present, um, you know, with a, uh, John Ball and I are doing a workshop on Z133 at uh, Expo here next month. And whenever we introduce ourselves, one of the first things I do is I ask people, to raise their hands at their CTSP. And I do like to see that as time goes on, there's more and more people raising their hand. 
Um, so that's good. And then I asked the people who didn't raise their hand, why not? What are you waiting for? Um, and so I kind of challenged them, poked them in the chest a little bit. Uh, but what's kind of cool in the patches, it's sort of an easy, you know, easy designation of you, know, you see somebody with a patch on and you know you see somebody from your class or whatever, um, you know that they're similar. They have similar values that, to you. Um, and so the, the forum um, is helpful and other other things. And it just you can get a sense for, you know, if you know somebody is a CTSB, you know that they have, you know, the same value system when it comes to safety. And so I know it doesn't matter what, what logo they have on their shirt or jacket or helmet. Um, I can talk safety to them and they're willing to share things. And so it's just, it's it's the cool little community and it's grown. And I, I was gonna check and see with Irina how many we have, but I think we're over, well over 3000 CTSPs and uh, apologize Irina if I have that number wrong, but it just, it's a cool little community. Yeah, and like you said, it's growing every single every single year. Do you want to speculate on why you think that is? Is the industry just moving to a more safety focused way, or I think that the numbers are increasing for a couple of reasons. Um, and there's kind of a push and pull here, where you know there was some research done early on uh, by Peter that uh, companies with CTSPs tended to have better incident frequency rates, you know, so fewer incidents, injuries, auto dam, you know, auto uh, collisions, that kind of thing, um, than ones that didn't. And so the first leap would be that, well, if I hire a CTSP or if I train somebody to be a CTSP, we're going to be safer. Now, we do hope that, um, but one of the things that happened was the early adopters of CTSP were the companies that were doing it well and wanted to do it better. And so that was kind of the first the first influx of folks and, and just and I'm generalizing here. So I would say don't quote me, but you're recording. So go ahead. Um, then there's some of the, the pushing where uh, there's contracts that require it. Um, there's some utility work that requires it. Um, insurance companies were starting to look at it and they understood that it had value. So I think some people got pushed into it that maybe wouldn't have been there. But whether you pulled, push, you know, went willingly, once you get in the door, then you have the opportunity to do something good with it. So it was a, I think it's a couple of things. And now as it builds up, uh, you know, the process is more streamlined. It's, it's kind of commonplace. And, you know, 15 years later, um, it's, you know, people understand, they recognize the logo, they recognize what a CTSP is and does. So I, I think it's it's going to keep growing, and I hope that number um, never stops growing. For everybody growing, for people becoming part of it, what is the first step somebody would take if they decide that they want to be a CTSP? They hear you ask them, why aren't you? Where do you go first? Uh, best place to go is the, the TCIA CTSP page. It gives you a little bit of an overview of the program, um, you know, the little bit of the history. There's some good quotes from some folks that have been through the process, walks you through the elig eligibility requirements because there are some we want to make sure that people have uh, you know, at least three years experience. Um, and there's some other things there. So the, the website is the best place to start. It also has links to some of the forms and, and uh, some of the support material. Uh, the other is um, just, 
just give TCA a call. I, I, I work with Irina a lot and Peter Gerstenberger uh, on, on the program. And so they're always willing to uh, take questions and help out. So I would say the first thing is, depending on your, your personality type, um, I'm, I'm a reader first. I'll go and I'll look for information. And then if I can't get the information I need, I'll call somebody. Um, but the, the TCIA, web, uh, TCIA CTSB website has a lot of good information. Um, and if you need any additional, I would give TCA a call and ask for Irina or Peter. I know we want to say a CTSP is for everyone, but what kind of person makes an effective CTSP or the best CTSP? Because really, continuing education, adult learning styles start to change. If you haven't done any learning since you know college, high school, whatever it was, this seems like a big intimidating leap. If I'm not a book smart arborist, would I still be okay to be part of the CTSP program? Kind of like, what, what does that person look like? Well, there's about six questions wrapped in there, Joe. I am so to... sorry. No, no, no. I, 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 like, I love the challenge. So first and foremost, um, this is for, CTSP is for anyone who values safety. It's not for somebody who prioritizes safety. And for a lot of people, that's not going to make any sense because people like to say, well, safety is, you know, my number one priority. The problem is priorities change. Uh, values do not. So somebody who values safety, somebody who um, wears their seatbelt every single time and not just at work when they're at home. Somebody who, you know, if they're cutting firewood on the weekend would wear a helmet, uh, eye, you know, eye protection, ear protection, chainsaw chaps, proper boots not somebody that says, well, that safety stuff is for work only. It, it has to be a value um, or you have to want it to be a value. Because, you know, I'd like to say I've, I've always been safe. Um, not true. Uh, you know, I started in the, in the 80s where safety was not really a common value. And so, but I wanted to get better. And so that's part of it is, you know, wanting to do things a little bit better, uh, safer, more efficient. And so that's that's kind of part of it. Someone that is, you know, naturally um, looking out for themselves and others, somebody who's willing to help somebody else. Um, and this is one that is a little bit hard is that your pride can't be as important as this value because sometimes doing the safe thing is awkward and uncomfortable. And sometimes challenging people in safety things is difficult and scary. And so really it's about the value of the person. So somebody who values their safety, who values going home to their family, because that's really our primary role is to go home to our family every night. And somebody who's willing to do whatever to help uh, their fellow coworkers go home at night. So that's kind of the person. Um, and so that doesn't matter what your role is, you could be, in HR, you could be in, you know, you could be a climber, a pesticide applicator, a sales rep, a manager, whatever. It doesn't really matter what you do in the tree care industry, um, as long as you meet the requirements and you have this sort of internal um, quality that makes you passionate for safety, that's the right person. Um, the second, I probably answered a couple of questions here. The second part of it is a, a little more complicated. But it's a very important question to ask. And this is a, a little bit like I talked earlier in terms of where we are as a profession, where I don't think, you know, decades ago, we respected ourselves like we should have. And because of that, 
um, nobody else did. And so clients didn't respect us, other industries didn't respect us. And we have grown into a profession and something that people are very proud of. And so I think some of this plays into it where we sometimes think that because we uh, may not have a formal education, that we're somehow not intelligent. And that is absolutely untrue. Um, some friends of mine were sitting and I were sitting around a few years ago, we started listing, what do you have to know to be successful in this industry? Um, and we touch on almost every category you could have gone through in, in high school or college. Uh, biology, physiology, uh, physics, science, math, uh, geometry, all these things that we do on a daily basis um, shows that we are a very intelligent group of people. If, if we don't have a piece of paper that says that we spent four years doing something, that doesn't matter. And so one of the, the, the problems I think with people is they think because they don't have a degree or degrees that they're somehow not going to be successful here. Um, and I, I challenge people to not let that stay in the way or stand in the way. Um, a reality is that for a lot of us, we've not been in a classroom setting and we've not taken a test or exam in a while. And I know that causes people anxiety. Um, and I'll, I'll tell a brief story. Uh, I was, for a long time, I was giving workshops and at the end of an exam, um, I won't say where it was at, but this uh, rather large gentleman came up to me and he was flustered. You could tell he was upset. Uh, his face was red. You could tell his blood pressure was up and he was angry. And he slammed the, the test down on the table and he said, you tried to trick us. There's no way I passed that. And he like stormed out of the room. And I was glad that that's all he did. Um, about six months later, I was at uh, TCI Expo and he came up to me uh, literally with his hat in his hand. He said, Tim, I apologize. Um, first of all, I passed. I am now a CTSP and I congratulated him. He shook his hand. This was the before times when we used to shake people's hands, of course. Um, and he said that he was nervous and anxious going into the test because he had he'd been out of school for decades, didn't think he was going to do well on a written test. And he, he got in his own way and he passed. He, he, you know, it wasn't like he just passed, he, he had a decent score. And so I wanna challenge people that just because you might not have done well on tests in the, in the past, or you've not been in school for a number of years and you don't have a degree, that doesn't mean you're not intelligent. That doesn't mean you can't do well in CTSP. So I would challenge people to not let that stand in the way. And I think I got all of your six questions. You did. Thank you. And I, I'd like to agree with your point because I've been hanging out with Brian and Irina trying to figure some of this stuff out too. And, you know, they're quick to tell me that the adult learning style is different than the learning style that was taught while you were in school. You're not being taught to a test. You're being taught to a career and to better yourself in the parts that you're weak at. So. Well, and one other thing that I, a bit of advice I give or used to give when I was handing out the test was, Larger companies, companies with more established safety programs, uh, their folks sometimes struggle with this. And the reason why is, and I talked to some people afterwards that were upset about some of the, the, the questions, is that the CTSP, um, the exam is, is comprised of basically two parts. One is the adult learning piece. Uh, the other is just sort of basic safety knowledge of the industry. And 
some of the basic safety knowledge of the industry is what tripped people up is that people would read the, the question and say, from our perspective, somebody would say, well, this is a Davy policy. And so they would answer the question as if the question was about Davy specific policy. And so that's the one bit of advice I do give to people is recognize that you're not being asked about your specific policy. Often it's about Z133 or industry best practice. So one, one little tip, and that's that's all I can give because I have seen the example. Yeah, and you'll actually be doing a whole, not CTSP related, but you'll be doing a whole talk with uh, Dr. Ball on the Z133 at Expo, right? Correct. It's a, a continuation of a series we've been doing for five years, six years, I don't know, a while. Um, actually, probably more than six because we've been doing it since longer than I was at Navy. Uh, yeah, so it's a great opportunity. It's a lot of fun with John. Anyone that's seen John knows he's probably the best presenter in the industry. Um, and we've been doing this for a long time, well, long enough time we have a lot of fun doing it. So if you can make that, I believe that's on Friday morning, yep. uh, please do. Yeah, so I just want to work that one in there because I'm also going to ask you about another thing that you're going to be participating in for us at TCI Expo, which is the... Um, CTSP forum. So what is the forum and who is it meant for? So the, um, I was asked um, a few months back if I would do it. And it wasn't even an ask. It was basically, hey, Tim, we're going to put your name in to be a part of this. Are you okay with that? And I rarely say no. It's a, it's a, it's a weakness of mine. I do love to present. I love to get in front of people in the industry, especially talking about safety and CTSP. So I, I wasn't going to say no to that. Um, and it, I'm going to keep this, the forum, I mean, it's a forum, it's not a lecture. So I really want this to be kind of an open mic session. And as we've talked earlier, really the, the, the program's strength is the collective wisdom and experiences of the group. So obviously I'll you know kind of kick things off and talk a little bit about the history and why I got involved and what I think it means. And we'll, you know, reach just take comments from the room to get a sense for um, you know, what it means to everybody else. Because that's one of the things that we've tried to do uh, in Davy is, you know, once somebody gets it, say, okay, great, you're a CTSB. Now, what are you, what, what you going to do with it? And then in a year, ask people, what did you do it? Um, and, you know, part of it is just going to be to promote the people that aren't CTSP, that if they're looking to become CTSP, you kind of give them some of the guidance and, and the, that we've talked about here. You know, don't be afraid of it. It's not, it's different, but it's not that hard. You can work through it and, and, and suggest some of the things that like some of the larger companies have done and not just big companies, but you know, larger you know, more than four or five. Uh, we schedule Davy only uh, CTSB workshops. So I think we're on our, I don't know, 19th or 20th. Um, and so it's one of those things, it's, it's a little bit easier to do when it's all Davy people in the room. Um, and there's some cost savings in terms of you know trying to do it that way, but there's different ways that you can uh, get people their CTSP. So really trying to just open up the discussion um, to get some feedback from people and, and you know learn from other people's experiences. Is this gonna the the kind of persons is somebody who's already a CTSP? Is this people who are interested or just anybody who has any sort of connection to the CTSP program should show up? I would say all of the above. It's um, obviously we want it to be, you know, for CTSPs to, to kind of share some of the ideas, but it's also an opportunity for somebody that maybe is is on the fence of, you know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. If they're in the room and they hear people that have been CTSPs for 15, 10, 5, 1 year, and they hear some of the value of it, I think that uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll start getting more, we'll, we'll keep getting more people. Yeah. And that's, that's all really great things. And we finished through all the questions, but I've had a couple of thoughts that have popped up. So if you don't mind me, I'm going to sure. just go through. Um, we talk a lot about uh, mentoring and mentorship in the industry and people finding uh, mentors to help them with climbing or various parts of their job is is ctsp mentorship a thing or is it just kind of you find a mentor and then you learn that way it's a great great question i'm a big believer in uh mentorship uh, i've got to reach back and try to remember the date here uh would have been 1997 was the ISA meeting in Salt Lake City. And I apologize if I got the year wrong, but we had a group of students uh, had a session every year at ISA. And one year we asked Dr. Kim Coder from Georgia to come and speak to us. Uh, Kim's a great speaker. If you ever get a chance to see him speak, he's a great person, um, very knowledgeable, very uh, enthusiastic. He's one of those people that does not need a microphone regardless of the size of the room. Uh, but he spoke to the students for an hour. And I can honestly say, and apologize, Kim, um, I remember nothing of what he said for the first 56 minutes. The last four I remember. He said, if you remember nothing else, I'll give you some advice. Have a mentor and be a mentor. And at that stage in my career, I was looking to have somebody mentor me. I, you know, kind of early in my career, um, you know, didn't really have a lot of experience. And uh, so I, I, I sought out uh, mentors and was very fortunate to have some amazing ones. Kim is one of them. Uh, Don Blair, Bailey Hudson, Alex Scheigel, Bill Croydonair, uh, Robert Miller, the list goes on and on and on. I apologize, I couldn't get everybody on there. But as I went through my career, I suddenly realized that I hit an inflection point where younger um, or aspiring artists started coming up to me and asking for some guidance. So I spend a lot of time, I think I'm on the other side now where I have a lot of mentees where I try to spend time and, and coach them through. Um, and I heard some great advice on mentorship in general. Uh, it was a, a gentleman that talked about trying to give advice to his uh, son and the son didn't take it, but he likened it to, um, you know, life is the highway. He's like, and I'm, you know, 30 years further down this highway than you are. And I can tell you where, the speed traps are, where the washouts are, where the bad you know road conditions are. And so mentors can be like that. So with it's a, a long way to answer a short question, but uh, with CTSP, it's been more of an informal, at least in my sense, it's been an informal uh, mentorship, but I've had people um, that were in my classes or that saw me afterwards come up and ask questions that I've stayed in contact with. So um, I, I would like to see that strength. And a big believer in, in mentorship. Um, just kind of continuing off of that, because you know, I'm thinking somebody who doesn't quite hit the qualifications for a CTSP, um, like the, maybe it's just a three-year qualification because it's a time thing. A lot of them have time. Uh, any advice for what they can be doing during that time to better prepare themselves? Oh, oh, great. Yeah. So if you're either if you're at the beginning of your career or maybe you're six months shy or a year shy of that, um, just get involved, stay involved, um, learn all you can. Uh, I'm a big reader. And like I said, I, I learn from reading primarily. So um, tons and tons of great works out there. Um, reading a lot of stuff now by Todd Conklin about sort of the new view of safety. There's a lot of resources. TCA has a lot of resources. 
uh, attend events, uh, workshops, webinars, podcasts, uh, you know, just do everything you can to make yourself better. Even if you eventually choose not to become a CTSP, you'll still have made yourself better and probably those around you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to let this run too long because I know this is kind of a daunting topic for for people to just kind of come into without any uh, preparation. But Tim, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or bring up that that we haven't already? I just want to thank, in a general sense, all of the people that have helped me get here. Like I said, I, I mentioned some specific people that mentored me along the way, but a, a lot of people have helped to get me to where I am. Um, so I just want to recognize that, that you know, I didn't get here on my own. A lot of people supported that. Uh, TCA was, was great. I enjoyed my time working there. Uh, and yeah, I love the fact that I've stayed, you know, uh, kept the relationship strong with the organization and the people there because a lot of those folks, my friends, that always will. Um, the other is just, you know, make sure that you're all, people are always looking to get better. Uh, I was fortunate to be in that very first class. Um, and fortunate because of the way I take tests, I was the first one to finish. And because of that, I have the honor of being CTSP 0001.